Welcome to Chatterbox Hub. This podcast aims to be a go-to resource for insights, advice, and engagement with all things audio, and not only. I'm Yulia Stancheva, and I will be your host in this episode. In this podcast, I have the absolute pleasure to chat to the award-winning British voice actor Mark Rice. You may have heard him on radio TV with his Santa Claus or the 1940s newsreader-style voiceover. Mark is also an experienced radio, TV and podcast presenter. This year, Mark is nominated for One Voice Awards for Best Overall Performance in IVR Telephony, the award he won in 2018, and also for UK Male Voiceover Artist of the Year. Hi, Mark. It's so nice to have you here with us in our virtual studio. Hello. It's quite spacious, actually, isn't it? <laughs> Perfectly spacious. <laughs> well, I built my booth to look a bit like the TARDIS from the outside. Sadly, it's the same size on the inside as it is on the outside. Your broadcast quality studio has been up and running for many years, which is a great asset, especially in these times when the request for voice actors with home studio has spiked, and so many voice actors have already started thinking about setting up their home recording studios. I think it's interesting, Yuli, of what you say, because an awful lot of people who just worked in external studios when the pandemic hit kind of went oh my god what do we do now there there is no work we can't go to studios and those of us who've been working from pro home studios for 5 6 7 10 12 years are all going well this is what we do 90% of the time a trip into london to an external studio is a day out for me these days it's not my core business Audio is one of the most intimate forms of media because you are constantly building your own images of the story in your mind and you're creating your own production. Mark, how did you fall in love with audio and how did you start your career as a voice actor? You're right that the pictures on the radio or on audio are so much better than the pictures on television or in the cinema. You couldn't be more right about that. My imagination is more fertile, so is yours, than anything a cinematographer could come up with. So sound is so so vital. We didn't have very much sound in our house growing up and it's only really as an adult that I realized that, that my mum and dad didn't listen to music at all they just didn't and so uh, so when I was 10 I got a little transistor radio and I used to listen to Radio 1 and Radio 2 a lot back then in the oh very 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 early 80s and I kind of fell in love with radio and we moved house and my school was about half a mile from the local radio station Radio Wyvern in Worcester And so uh, Christmas 1981 I was 11 years old I went and took a Christmas card to the presenters and I said to the receptionist oh can I give this to the to the morning show jock who I who I listen to the the breakfast show jock and he came down and said do you want to come and see what see what is behind the scenes do you want to come and sit in with me on a show and so I did and uh, you know uh, then he invited me back I'd been quite helpful I'd made the tea and that involved you know more or less five six seven years of of working there and I worked in almost every department including making commercials including scheduling commercials including reception including the newsroom including reading the news doing the sport going out and doing sports bulletins I wasn't being paid for any of it wow how fascinating but that was a great grounding i mean as it happens i did my first tv series in 1983 so just two years after that partly because i'd been on the radio and partly because i wrote to a saturday morning show and went oh i want to be a tv presenter that's really simple for a tv show to do because it doesn't cost them anything it's not like saying oh i want to fly concord <laughs> so that's that was the beginning and that was my falling in love with radio then i went to university and did a media degree uh, that got me a bit of work experience at radio 4 that was great so i did some proper interviewing for 
proper radio. And I've not worked for the BBC since. I went to work for BFBS television doing continuity and promos. So either making promos and voicing promos. So a lot of voice work there as well. And the whole continuity in TV as well. And I did that for 20 years uh, on and off as a freelancer. And of course, all of that time doing shopping television as well. Well, you have 4,000 hours of live TV experience as a newsreader and presenter of live shopping uh, TV and uh, for Thomas Cook TV. Yeah, I mean, 4,000 hours, it sounds, I mean, it sounds impressive on paper. It's basically 11 years, three days a week uh, doing bid TV and price drop TV. Do you miss working in TV? I miss the regular money, but I don't actually miss having to sell my soul to sell products that I don't actually believe in. You have launched your essential business podcast, Surviving Lockdown. What was your motivation for this podcast and the idea behind it? The reason behind Surviving Lockdown was simply we hit April and work dropped off a cliff. It did for a lot of people. And the devil makes work for idle hands. And I just thought, if I haven't got any work, I'm going to be moaning about it the whole time. What can I do to keep myself busy and also create contacts in other areas that I haven't got? Now, that's the key thing. It's Marketing is all about making yourself known in various different quarters. Of course it is. It's about making sure that your presence is there. So by contacting hundreds of different companies to ask if they wanted to be on surviving lockdown and then sending them the links... It's a way of indirect marketing to them as well. And I'm absolutely sure that quite a lot of them will come back with bookings in the coming months. And that's great. It's happening already. Is there anything that you regret from the start of your voiceover career? A missed opportunity or something that you may have done differently? No, I, I, I tell you, there is one story that springs to mind and it's less about voiceover and more about thinking about your job in total. I had got a job on the radio coming out of university and I'd secured the job and I'd signed the contract. And the boss had said to me, please don't tell anyone for at least another week because we haven't actually ditched the previous presenter yet. And of course, I opened my big mouth and then there's oh, everybody else started talking about it and there was lots of anger. And I got called in about three days before I was about to supposed to begin saying, well, you know, I specifically asked you not to say anything. Why did you? I'm tempted not to give you this job now. And uh, that was a very important lesson learned early on. Keep your gob shut when you're told to keep your gob shut. What else would your older self tell your younger self using the knowledge and experience that you have gained over these 30 years of voiceovers? Don't give up. Don't take bullshit from people because there's a hell of a lot of it out there. I mean, be polite, but don't take... Don't, I mean, really, don't be driven over by a tractor. I was very ambitious always, and I think that was a good thing for me. That worked for me. So I wouldn't tell my younger self not to do that. I, I, I actually would say, I'd say, give a message to dad. He's no longer with us, sadly. You know, watching TV can help, can help with a career. He used to have a quiet go when I used to sit and watch Saturday morning TV shows, saying, can you not get outside and do something useful? And I went, one day this will be useful. One day I'll be working in this. And he went, well, we'll see. You proved him wrong. <laughs> It really worked for you. And he was very proud. Before he died, he was very proud of what I did. So so I, I was pleased that he was able to see all of that. In 2018, you won the prestigious One Voice Award for Best Overall Performance in Telephony IVR. And you have been nominated for that award again in 2020. Well, it's really interesting. The clip that I won with was actually a character clip. It's really interesting. Um, so it wasn't straight IVR. I do a lot of straight IVR. It's like uh, push one for telephone sales, push two for accounts, push three for... God knows who. Uh, so I do a lot of that. Um, but no, it was Santa 
that won it for me. I, I did a Santa message for uh, a company called, uh, what was it? Tickets to See. I think it's like, whoa, if you, were, if you want tickets, then push number one. Last year was funny because I did a lot of Santa for American attractions, which is just weird because I thought the American Santa spoke with an American accent, but obviously not. Let's have a quick listen to your Santa voice. Ho, ho, ho. Hello, Raffi. I was hoping to speak to you, but I, I must have just missed you. I thought I'd give you a quick call to check that you're all ready for Christmas and that you'd received my letter. Well, that surely brought me into a Christmas mood. Let's go back to my guest, Mark Rice. You have recorded a lot of e-learning for clients such as the National Health Service and Vodafone and many e-learning companies across the world. What are the most important qualities a voiceover artist need to have in successfully delivering these types of projects? Ask your client who is listening to it first. Uh, first and foremost, that might be the most important thing and what style they want. And lock that down before you start recording. Lock it down. Even if you have to do days and days of trials and test paragraphs, lock that down before you do the big project. Because there's nothing worse than doing 25,000 words and then them coming back and going, oh, I kind of wanted conversational. <laughs> you go, oh, why didn't you just say that at the beginning? That I am speaking from experience. So I never... Uh, undertake a project now without having locked down the style and making sure they're happy with it. The documentaries that you have voiced recently have also won international awards. Tell me more about them, please. They have. Um, uh, I am very pleased to have voiced a documentary called Life Begins at 90, which is directed by a wonderful lady called BJ Brown in Cyprus, uh, about the world's oldest scuba diver. Um, and Ray, uh, who is the world's oldest scuba diver, is now 96 And, I mean, he looks like a 70-year-old. It's just an amazing film, and it's just won awards across the board. Now, I like to think that I'm a tiny little part of that team with the, with the voiceover, uh, but the film itself is just really amazing. So, so that's quite a nice one. And one or two uh, other Secrets of a Frozen Ocean I uh, voiced, and, and that has done well at a bunch of different festivals as well. So I'm really pleased to, to have done stuff like that too. You recently won the Monday.com International Competition for video games. How was that for you? And uh, has that led to any new video games projects? Uh, video games last year was something that I thought uh, I was never going to get involved with. And somebody said to me, I was watching a webinar from someone, I can't remember who it was, uh, who said, don't just cut out chunks of what you do. If you want to do something, do all the research and then push towards doing it. Um, and I entered this competition in the video games category and it was a, it was a space station kind of charactery Um, script. So I did it and then didn't think any more of it. I did it in in the middle of a of an audition session that I was doing. And I thought, oh, I'll just do it. I'll whip it off now. And and I I put sound effects and, and whatever on it. Um and it worked out quite well. And I was most surprised to be shortlisted and then even more surprised and delighted to have won it. Um especially because people like Dave Fenoy and Mark Silk were the judges. And I thought, if I can impress people like that, that's great. And so I actually took the idea of doing more character voices. But the other voice that I do a lot of, and I get booked a lot for, is the 1940s Pathé newsreader voice. So the 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 Duke and Duchess of Windsor went down to Windsor Castle today to go. That's one that, that's one that keeps 
coming around. It, it just keeps being booked. And just when you think that nobody wants that voice anymore, you'll get a bunch of e-learning wanting it in that voice. And e-learning in that voice is weird because you kind of go, oh, I'm talking about Office 365, but in a, in a 1940s voice. Why do you think these uh, characters keep coming back? I think it's probably the juxtaposition of old and new. People automatically think, oh, the good old days, and whack it onto their current product. I think that's the thing. Yeah, we all miss the good old days, don't we? They didn't exist, Julia, they didn't exist. It's all rose-tinted spectacles. We all have some stories from the olden days to tell our friends and family. What would be yours that you recall now? Hmm, yeah. Um, I was thinking back to one of my very, very early jobs. I was on the radio and I'd got a gig for... Uh, I'm not going to say what the brand is because you'd be able to go and look it up. Um, and I did a commercial in a studio and... They were very, very patient with me because I'd not done it in a London studio before. I'd been on the radio a lot, but I hadn't done that. And I was nervous as hell and they could see me shaking. The only really decent thing that came out of that was um, they were obviously paying a, a basic session fee by the hour. They were two and a half hours late and so paid me for three and a half hours, even though I was only there for like half an hour. So that was fabulous. That was, that was a good memory. That was a good experience. <laughs> yeah, totally. When you get paid extra for not doing anything, it's always good. Um, What is in store for you for when the social distancing is relaxed and hopefully over? Anything in the book so far? I was just about to record uh, a reel with Kirsty Gilmore at Sounds Wild uh, when lockdown happened. So that is in the book for later on this year when, when lockdown allows us to do that. But that's my next kind of foray into character stuff. And I really want to get into to both games and, and animation a little bit more. I'm excited. I'm excited about what the future could hold. Thank you so much for being my guest in this podcast. You've been absolutely fabulous. Oh, you're more than welcome. It's been fun. Thank you. This podcast was brought to you by Chatterbox Voices, hatched, presented and produced by me, Julia Stancheva, with special thanks to my guest, Mark Rice. Best of luck to Mark for his nominations for this year's One Voice Awards. Thank you for listening to this show. If you have enjoyed it, please do leave a rating as this really helps our podcast grow.